This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Have you seen that they've brought the breakfast wrap back? Oh, have they? Yeah, they have. I can't wait to get my hands on one. I don't doubt it, mate. I'm looking forward to trying their cheesy bacon flatbread. Oh, you saw. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Today we take a look at Saturday's chaotic 1-0 victory over Wigan Athletic. Welcome to Barapod. Hello everybody. Uh, oh, I was I was about to uh, do a proper intro then when I say thanks for joining us and then I, it threw my, me off and now you're getting this jumbled nonsense. Hi Pat. Hi Nate, how are you? Yeah, I'm alright mate. And yourself? I'm enjoying the fact that Dean's sitting in front of a clock that makes him look like he's got two black horns coming out of his head so that is entertaining me no end. <laughs> Hi, Dean. Hello, mate. <laughs> Good weekend? Uh, yeah. Yes, it was. Thank you. Uh, and yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's all right, wasn't it? Um, we've, got a, we've got a fourth today. Greg's back. All right, mate. All right, mate. I'm still wondering why you're, why you're sitting in your garage. This is where my office is. Have you moved? I thought you had your own dedicated room. Well, it was a box room, um, and and, and a garage. Warm, garage is an upgrade. Yeah, it's massive in here. <laughs> As a side note, the first couple of times we recorded from there, I genuinely thought, "Why has Nate put a background on this of a really fucking untidy office, and who would make that?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm getting shots. If I'm being honest, um, uh, right? It's just the garage is falling apart. That's cool. Um, that's how you know it's genuine and not just a background. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're starting uh, this episode uh, a little bit differently uh, to normal um, because we're going to do we're going to play a game um, that was uh, that was uh, made uh, famous might be a stretch it was a popular part of um, a load of old toffee. Um, oh no. Pat- you know the game, don't you? Steve and Dean guess the team from a game what happened years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the game. Um, it's not going to be that long ago because um, the game we're looking at is Steven's 3 Wickham Zip. Um, I want the I want the team line team team lineups. Basically, I'm going to let let you uh let you each have a think about it, talk about it amongst yourselves, and then you've got to try and work out the eleven um, for that game. And then we're also gonna—I want the goal scorers as well. Oof, wild um, to really, to really, to really challenge you. Um, yeah, I was gonna pick a game from like 
a decade ago. But I looked at the squad and I was like, shit, I forgot 11 of these players <laughs> out of the 40, the 14 that played for us that day, uh, played for us. You do know you're not doing the quiz. That's kind of cheating. Yeah. So you could have done that. We won't remember them. This is this is what, last just last year, right? This, this is last year. Yeah, so this is the group stage the group stage of the Football League trophy on the twentieth of September twenty twenty two. You've really chosen a great game, a I, game that hardly anyone went to. I did do you know what? I I, know. I was That's I was the there with the little in actually. <laughs> <laughs> so you've had long enough to think about it. Uh I'm gonna start with Dean, seeing as he was uh, there. Aaron Cha- Aaron um, Chapman started in goal, I can tell you that. Okay, cool. He's got one. He kept a clean sheet. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who else played? It must have been Kane Smith and Max Clark at fullback. Uh, that would be... I've lost it. There we go. Yes, uh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I've got to let the others... Have yeah. The, well. Yeah. <laughs> This, this is just Dean. Dean names the team at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Dean names the team. Yeah. Who's going next? If you're, yeah, if you if you're stumped, you can you can tap out and let somebody else have a go. I don't know how Nate is scoring this quiz. It's quite entertaining. <laughs> Uh, if if my old if my uh, my few my uh, my my quizmaster history on Longstaff has got uh, anything to go by, then it's going to be absolutely <laughs> arbitrary. <laughs> I quite like that you don't know the scoring as well. Actually, I know I know one of the goal scorers. Yes. Okay, keep that keep keep that under your hat for a minute, uh, Greg. I'll move to you. Can you name? Are you going with the same three that he's got and then adding any more? I'm going to add Yeah, Jake Taylor. I'm going to also add Danny Rose. When, when was this? November? September. Was it late? September. Late September. I'll go Dan Sweeney. I'll give I'll give I'll give uh, Pat a chance to actually answer. Nice, nice. You've both done three there. I'm assu- I'm assuming I haven't got anything wrong. Or is it just random points being no, I'm not gonna t- I'm not gonna tell you. <laughs> I'll just ca- I can just carry on if you want. No, Pat, um, go on. All right. So we've had six. Yeah. Right. Might be right, might be wrong. All right. Terence Van Kooten. Uh Luke Norris. Dean Campbell. And I think that's probably before Arthur Reed left as well. So let's go Arthur Reed. Uh, cool, we'll go back to Dean. Is that three all? 
I'm not telling you how many you've got right. You need you need to you need to tell me whether you want the third the the ones that other the other guys have selected. How many did I guess? I can't remember. Four. Oh, all right. So if I got them right, I'm in the lead. Sweet. Are you cha- are you, cha- are you changing? Are you changing? Uh, Chapman Smith Clark from Dean or Sweeney Taylor Rose from uh, Greg? No, I'll stick with them and I'll chuck you in an Alex Gilby as well. And Dean, Cam- Dean Campbell, I'm pretty sure, played in that game. We must have, we must have played three at the back that game, no? We we've only named two centre halves. We have named four midfielders, though. I'm struggling, I'm struggling to pull any names out of the rest of the squad for that. So we've got an 11 from Pat so far. I'm going to go with the same 11 as Pat just to make it nice and easy for you to calculate the points. <laughs> <You're sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel like Pat, I feel like Pat is the sort of person who would know this. <laughs> I'm the sort of person who hates the JPT and everything it stands for. I still call it the JPT out of disdain. <laughs> not the LDV vans no it was actually not completely pointless back then yeah that's true so we've got 11s from Pat and Greg and we've got 3 from Dean yeah I'm well, <laughs> the, the, the man that was well, I'm there struggling, I'm struggling I can't to be honest I can't think of anyone that I would change in in what the guys have said anyway I mean Oh, right. I I'm glad we're doing fucking yeah. goal scorers. I don't think I don't think we would have seen Pidge in a game like that. Jamie <laughs> Jamie Reed wasn't big goal Reedy then. Go and goal, goal, score, goal scorers, I think I'm going to go with Rose and Norris. One of them, one of them got two, but I don't know which. Take a pump, Norris. That is the game. Dean cued this in already, but that is the game Van Kooten scored because I missed gutted, I missed his goal. It is. Nah, fake fake news. <laughs> Didn't happen. <laughs> uh, All right, so you two put you you two, your two put you two are putting TVC as a yeah, goal scorer then. Yeah. And I think Greg's right. Pat, who are your other? I think Greg's right about the brace, but I think it was Danny Rose that got. I I was going to say I think I think Rose, yeah, over Norris. I don't know if I, I don't know if okay, I'm proud well, of you both for having for for being so cocksure about a game like this, or just actually feel feel like <laughs> bad for you both. To be honest, I can't I can't decide. Uh, so I can reveal that we played uh, a four four two diamonds Ooh. in this game: Chapman, Smith, TVC, Sweeney, Clark, Dean Campbell as a holding mid, Jake Taylor, Arthur Reed, Alex Gilby. Luke Norris and Danny Rose. So, yep, 11 out of 11 for the lot of you on that respect. Cheers, um, <laughs> <laughs> We all did good work on that, which is not how this is supposed to work, but, you know. No. Um, and then the uh, the the goal scorers were 
Danny Rose in the fourth and fifty sixth minute, and then TVC in the eighty first <sighs> minute. So Greg gets twelve points, uh, and uh, Dean and Pat get uh, fourteen points each. Woo! It's not over, I, I was boys. Say tiebreaker. We got. We got. Nate's very we, American when it comes to we, quizzes. There has to be a winner. <laughs> there has to be a winner. There has to be a winner. Um, Stevenage made four substitutes in this game. Can you tell me the players that came on? Jake, oh we'll go one at a, we'll, we'll go one at a time. One at a time till someone makes an error. Jake Reeves. Yep. So okay, so Jake Reeves. Jake Reeves did come on. Pat, back to you. Jamie Reed. Oh, Jamie Reed did come on. Two more. Bozzy? It's Bozzy did come Fucking on. Hell. <laughs> this is this is I was gonna say this is sudden death. Uh so it's it's correct or you lose, Pat. Well it's gotta be the League Two Salah Jordan Roberts, hasn't it? League Two Salah. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is Jordan Roberts. Yes. Um Sorry. I want a winner. Uh, uh, I want a winner. Can you name <laughs> any starters for Wickham? <laughs> Christ. I don't think I can name a starter in their current team. As, yeah. Uh, was Alex Samuel still there? That's about the only Wiccan player I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> no, so for the this is for the win, Patrick. Well, I've got to go like record appearance holder Joe Jacobson just on the basis of probability. Yeah, Joe Jacobson started left back because, of course, he did. Patrick is the winner. Uh, I'm not going to play any obnoxious music here over it. Um, Instead, we're going to talk about uh, Wigan versus Stevenage from the from weekend. 1-0. Penalty from... Uh, uh, I forget what he does. Aaron Presley. He doesn't score very often. Aaron Presley. That's the boy. Um, in the ninth minute. Um, we'll, get to the, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Stevenage started with Ashby Hammond in gold. Uh, we played four... Sort of a 4-4-2 four, 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 diamond. Uh, wheeled in right back. Back from injury, um, Butler left back, Sweeney and Pidge in the middle. We had Terence Van Kooten playing just in front of those with uh, Thompson and Forsakowski in front of them. Roberts in his usual um, rolling behind the front two, uh, and we had Presley and List up front. Um, a lot of cards in this one, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Literally all birthdays and Christmases rolled into one. That many nice. cards. We was I I had a I had a quick beer with Pat after the game and we were talking about it and Pat said that uh can't think of any that were actually really wrong. No. No. You've seen a, a lot of those that he was giving yellows for, you've seen that go unpunished in almost every other mm-hmm. game we've probably all ever been to. But yes. mm-hmm. but yeah, they it it was kind of 
nice to see in an ugly way, I, I guess. Yeah, I mean, so Stephen Sessegnon got the first yellow card, for, not for kicking the ball away, which is what a lot of people thought. It's actually for dissent because he kicked the ball away. Um, it was a Stephen who's throwing. Uh, he kicks kicks the ball away. The ref tells him, "Don't do it again," and he has a proper whinge at him on four minutes. The ref book on four minutes, and the ref books him, which. It's quite an early indication. Yeah. All right. He's not. He's not messing. He's not here to mess around. The ref. He's going to be quite strict with it. So, surely as a professional footballer, you see that and you go, "All right, let's just be careful." No, don't you? You're assuming professional footballers are intelligent, and as we've seen from across sports, you know that's not necessarily the case. And Stephen mm. should have been the first man sent off, hauling back. Um, the Jamie Reid on the halfway line. On the breakaway yeah. list, of course it was because Reed was suspended, dickhead. Um, that was me, not Reed. <laughs> sorry. Um, you remember the I full, mean, a, a the full eleven from a from a Johnson Paint Trophy <laughs> game a year ago, but you can't remember who played on Saturday. <laughs> Educatedly guessed six. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, where was I? Yeah. So he should have gone. He didn't go because the referee was very stickler to the laws of the game, but also blind to certain types of tackles. Well, certain types of fouls, yes. like Aaron Presley being strangled I mean, for 60 minutes. I mean, I mean the ref, the, the the Listy one, the ref, I, I, I looked at the ref as soon as I saw Listy hit the deck and the ref had his back to the incident. So you've got to assume that either nobody saw it, so for they, they can't make a decision, or nobody's let the referee know that it's happened if somebody else has seen it. So it's it's not one that you can really blame the ref for in that. Whoever's missed it, it's piss poor. And collectively, sh- yes. it's poor because it was blatant. And yes. you know the linesman is assistant referee is just in front of us and with as good a view as we've got of it, right on the halfway line. So it's 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 a and and the. And the lino on my side is on the halfway line, basically where the issue happened. Yeah. So if he's not watching that, what the fuck exactly. is he doing? And it, it was a weird game for like we got all of the right outcomes, but not from the right incident. So we got we got a sending off later on <laughs> for a second yellow card that was like not really a second yellow card, and they didn't give a penalty for that, which should have been a penalty, but they gave us a penalty earlier on that shouldn't have been a penalty. So it all kind of evened up to right, but. Not for the right reasons, yeah. apart from um... in in a in a very in a very strange way about going about it. Yeah, I think the uh, so Callum Lang, his first yellow card was for dissent because he was really really incensed that the referee had given us a corner instead of a throw in when the ball went out about fifteen yards in from the touchline. So I don't know why he was screaming at the referee about it. Um, stupid. Uh, but if you lead with your elbow, so that I, I could see what the referee was gesturing to him. If you lead with your elbow in a challenge like that, it almost doesn't matter if you make contact because it's a dangerous play, yeah. right? You're risking the yellow card. Um, and that's what he did. He he went in elbow elbow first, and you just can't you can't do it. It's it's stupid. It's interesting that the referee gave it outside the box though. Yeah, that. That confused me. <laughs> even even seeing it back as well later, later it's like that's where uh, he ended yeah. up in a crumpled heap. He, but the collision was definitely in the box, yeah. propelling him backwards out of the box. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a weird. It, it was weird. Weird first half. And I've what I've seen a lot of Wigan fans just talking about how shit they are and about how no, they, none of them can play football. But I was I thought that actually a lot of their players look very when they were in possession looked very composed on the ball. They had some really really nice passing moves to work themselves out of sort of sticky situations when we were press, pressing them high up the pitch. Um, now, while I don't think that the result, I, th- I, th- I feel like the result is a fair result, um, I don't think they were that bad at all. Like They, they didn't really force much from on Ashby Hammond. And I think no. I can think of one save that he made in that first half that... I mean, it was it was quite a standard routine save. Just pushed it away. A pass. Uh, I don't think he went for a corner in the end. But I, 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 there was there was a lot of huff and puff on their side. That I think that they they're not a bad team on the ball. But I think you're going to get that this year with a lot of teams. Yeah. Um. You know, where they're they're a decent football inside, but they're just you know they just can't score for Toffee. And that was kind of what yeah. what happened with Wigan. And, and for us, it was to, to a certain extent a similar story with a lot of huffing and puffing but not really any real guilt as chances apart from the one just before half time which I appreciate was about five hours into the game um, <laughs> when, when, when Presley Presley missed an absolute sitter and, and put it into the side netting I mean he's, he's got a score from there but other it's, than, it's other criminal than, yeah other than that apart from a few sort of shots from distance I can't really think of when we tested their keeper that much it just felt like if it wasn't for I think the, the, like the red card there, there was there definitely helped us, but and the, the penalty more than anything. If, without that penalty, it probably finishes nil nil, and we're all just walking away thinking, "Well, that was an absolute board draw." Yeah. But yeah, for me, I I just don't see. I, we're going to get a lot of those types of teams this year. Teams that want to play football but actually don't have the players capable enough to do much more than knock the ball about to, nicely, to finish it off. Yeah, like, they might 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 be able to play it around nicely, but they're taking too long and they're not finishing. The opportunities that they've they've got, yeah. Um, I didn't think like after obviously they had a long time um, to play ten men. I don't think that they really looked like for long periods that they had that we had an advantage over them. It didn't feel like it. They used the space very well. Um, they didn't feel it. Didn't feel like they were overrun for for at all really at any stage of the game. Um, so you got to give give them credit for that. Um, Obviously, then we come to the second half. Um, oh, Alex McDonald comes on comes on in the sixty third minute, and he's off fourteen minutes later with an absolute horror tackle. Yeah, it was a clear like I'm going in there to either protect or get retaliation. Yeah, get get the over from my mate who's just got a hoof in, and I was expecting two reds at the end of that yeah. melee. To be honest, one for each because. Their fella had already thrown himself in like that and missed. So, and it's it's you've just got to be you've got to be smarter there though. Like, sorry, Pat, but you've no, got you're to, right. You've got to be smarter. And he's you've got a, a referee who's throwing out cards like like it's Christmas Day. And why on earth are you diving right in front of their bench as well? Yeah. They felt hard hard done by all afternoon long. Why on earth are you throwing yourself at a player there? Like, I get you want to protect your mate or you want like I get all of that, but you've just got to be a smarter. And he's not. Yeah, this isn't yeah. a twenty-year-old kid, Alex McDonald. This guy's got years of football league experience. Like he's got, he's got to be like the bigger person there, and just you know, 
ultimately, this referee probably isn't going to make the right call when it comes to what their player did. But throwing yourself in it like that was, was just suicidal. And it, it put us under unnecessary pressure. Absolutely. When, because yeah. to your, because to your point, Nate, like with 10 men, they didn't really look that bad. That's why as soon as that happened in my head, I was thinking, would not be shocked if we went and conceded at some point before the end of this game. And if they could hit a barn door and they weren't playing McGinnis up front, like probably probably would have, you know, I feel a better team would have put us to bed in that in that situation. Yeah, yeah, it was a struggle, wasn't it? Because it it felt like it was snowballing. Like we'd failed to capitalize on having the extra man for however long it was, like thirty to ninety minutes, depending on how you count it. And uh, once you've failed, and we failed largely due to the final the the final ball failing to create chances a lot of the time, which was very frustrating. When you then go down to 10 men and we've got a last like 10, 15 minutes to survive hanging on to that 1-0 lead and maybe trying to nick something extra, it just feels like the narrative's been written that they're going to fight their way back into it. But aside from the fellow down the left-hand side, Godo, they didn't have that much threat, I didn't think. And he had a lot of pace and some good trickery to put Luther in a lot of problems when he was on the pitch and then Freeman later on. But... The end product wasn't there. He had that one shot at the near post that um, was fairly easy to be smothered by uh, Tay, and then that was about it. There wasn't many difficult saves. No, I mean, like like you guys said, that last that last ten minutes just seemed to be cross after cross after cross from from Wigan players, and we just we just did, never really seemed to have the ball under any control at any point, and. Like you say, that that fear starts to build, doesn't it? That we're going to see some uh, some old school Stevenage antics after the eighty fifth minute. <laughs> How on earth is uh, McGinnis keeping Jamie Reid out of that Northern Ireland setup? He is woeful. Just- I don't think there was a single thing he did in this in after he came on that made me think we're in trouble here. But he's he's one of those players that's played at a higher level. Like he's played, he's been yeah. consistently kicking around in the championship. I mean, I, I don't, I can't honestly say I've watched him play on a regular basis. So you know, but based on Saturday, I just think if he, is he that sort of player that they want that kind of target man? They want that sort of in that Northern Irish squad. I don't know, but. Also, no one, no one's calling up a Stevenage player internationally unless you, you know, unless you're Guyana, well down there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No, no one's, no one's, no one's coming to a Stevenage game to watch, uh, to watch and see what, what players you might want to call up for your next squad, and that includes Jamie Reed. Like, that's no disrespect to Jamie Reed. I just think that's the reality of it. But yeah, I mean, McGinnis has been around for for years. He's just one of those. He can be a handful. But when he came on, I was automatically thinking, so. I, because we were playing sort of Sweeney and, and Pidge as part of a back four, I felt like there was there was almost like gaping spaces in between the two of them because they're so used to having someone else there. Um, and they're normally the wide centre-halves. And I was expecting them to go really direct and have like probably someone like is it Asgard, the guy in the 10 who looked a decent yeah. player on the ball, but again, no final, no final ball on him. Expect him to push up yeah. and, and find some space in between them. But it just didn't. They didn't even use him. Like I think he, I remember one sort of cross going in towards him, which was headed for shot completely wide from nowhere. But yeah, I mean, 
I don't follow yeah, much international fun. football, but I can't imagine Northern Ireland will be uh, knocking on his door after this next round of call-ups. No, I mean, he had 10 touches in 45 minutes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we had about the same, didn't we? Tay had more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only one of them caused by McGuinness. Caused by McGuinness. Um, uh, I, think that's, I think that's about it. We should talk about we should talk about the Luther Pidge incident because it's not the first time we've had a miscommunication uh, no, yeah, that led true. to one of our players being stretched off. Um, it needs after after colliding with absolutely, Pidge. and you you kind of the commitment's laudable because you know he puts everything on the line to clear stuff, but you've got to trust your teammates as well. And Luther was in the better position for it as Bozzy was when it happened last year, and. Yeah, they hesitated a little bit, and then he cleaned him out, and uh, you know they did well to pull themselves back together and kick on from that because he was down for ages. It was serious, and uh, it f- seems yeah. like they've avoided something really bad, which is good news. But it kind of felt. I mean, I was in the north stand. It kind of felt innocuous from there. Like to you, kind of saw it come, and you thought like everyone's just shouting one of you, and then all of a sudden they collide. But it was only really when probably 20 seconds after the incident when you saw he just hadn't moved an inch that you were like, okay, this this yeah. is actually more serious than, yeah. than we even thought and realised at the time we were all cursing, thinking, Christ's sake, talk to each other. Or, But I think I think we, we were fortunate in that regard. And look, I don't see him being available, certainly not for for the, for the midweek and, and probably not for next weekend, but which then leaves us in a situation where <clears throat> we're back to our third choice right back, Nick Freeman, our fourth choice right back's got a three match ban coming or at least maybe one minimum. And, you know, I don't know how no, far away, I don't know how far away Kane Smith is from, from being available, but realistically you, you're going to have to go up to Blackpool with Nick Freeman playing right back. And that's not, you know, with all due respect to Nick Freeman, that's not where you want him to, to be on the pitch. No, it's, it's it's not. Um, I'd be, I might, I I think uh, I'd be surprised if we actually don't see Luther back a lot quicker than you may be thinking. He's absolutely fine. I I just I always think with these like they're normally. I mean, look, it's not like NFL concussion protocols and whatnot. It's not as probably as 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 mad as that necessarily. But I think it was obviously a heavy heavy injury. I, I wouldn't surprise me if they did. Just play a bit safe with it. Like, we'll see how he but trains he, this week, I guess. But he was um, he was allowed to drive himself home All on right. a Saturday evening. Yeah, uh, if you're if if the hospital is saying you can go and operate a car, you're probably all right to play football seven days hmm. later. And we know there's a shadow of the leader, right? And Steve Evans is old school, so be like, yeah, all right. How many fingers? Two. Then you're fine. Get out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you say that, but he's he he was very um, very tentative about bringing Luther back from his previous injury. Um, Dino Dino was very surprised two or three weeks before Luther actually played that Luther wasn't in the setup. So, um, and that's partly test. No, I think he's I think he's a little bit more careful this season than he was last season. Yeah, and that's partly test to how also... well Freeman and. Uh... McDonald stepped in and filled that because they didn't seem as makeshift yeah. as I kind of expected. It's it's a bit of a bit of a strange one with injuries though because you you see players like I mean Harvey White's a really good example of you know, when I saw the team come out so I think it might have even been 
Ben actually tweeted about, does anyone know where he is? And funny enough, he was actually in the ground on Saturday. But I mean, I'm assuming that's an injury, but you know, that's a player that you just, they just go missing for four, five, six weeks sometimes. And you don't really, I mean, maybe I just don't read enough on programs, etc. No, nowadays, but they, they seem to just go missing and then all of a sudden they'll just appear back and, and start playing again. It's, it's a bit of a weird one. I was just going to say that, Greg, like we, we were talking about it on in the East on Saturday about the fact that they used to be like the physio used to have a page in the program and you got kind of an update. All right. They didn't give like details, but you, you actually used to know if a player was injured or not. Whereas at the moment, like you said, they just go missing and then eventually they turn up again, but we don't we don't actually know what's wrong with anyone if there is anything wrong well, with anyone. I, I I sort of like I sort of like that though. Like it, it can be a bit frustrating frustrating not not knowing, but it keeps it keeps your position massively on your t- on their toes if they've just got no inkling of who's where. Um, Harvey White was on the bench on Saturday, um, and. Uh, Moving on to, I guess, a preview in Wickham. Um, in in uh, in Evan Evans' pre-match presser that he did, did with uh, Neil Metcalf, um, he does say that uh, Harvey Harvey played against the uh, against Wimbledon, um, and that he was used uh, Harvey White's used to a lot of under twenty three football, um, but the type of football that you play in a football league and getting used to the way we play. Um, it's taken him a little bit of time to adapt, but that uh, he's the fact that he was in the squad on Saturday is testament to the work he's put in and how well he's, do, he's done to to adapt. And he said that he will start. He will start on Tuesday tomorrow. I, I didn't think he was on the bench on Saturday. No, no. I he, I, he did I an intensive warm up, but he wasn't on the bench. I don't think he was, but the um, but there's a few players in this in this team I think who are in similar situations. You look at the kid we got on loan from from Man United, like he McNeil. his first game was was great against Orion. He, he threw himself about a bit, but you watched him against Cheltenham and he looked like a a kid playing with men. You know, it was it was like yeah. unbelievably behind, but. And that's, I think, you know, signing the likes of Hemmings, for example, I think was there to kind of add that experience and depth, but. I mean, one thing you can say about this squad is it's full of experience at maybe not necessarily League One level, but certainly at you know League Two level um, and, and and League One level too, really. But it's one of those ones where I don't mind giving those sort of youngsters opportunities. I mean, Harvey White is for all, for what we've all heard about him is probably one of the most technically gifted players. But talking of technically gifted, I mean, ran the show on Saturday is. JFC, I mean, just a performance that we've been missing that he obviously hadn't played properly for a fair few weeks, and he is it just was, we are it just was Reeves-esque, so, wasn't it? It was we're just Re- so much. Reeves at his best. We're just such a better team when he's in it and when he's on fire, like because yeah. he's one of those players that you know not only from set pieces but he's just cool, calm, collected on the ball, and I think we've missed that in the last few weeks when we've had. I mean, I, I like Burns, and I think Burns is 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 a great player, and in that position, I don't mind him either. But when it was, I can't remember who it was Burns playing with, but it was, it just felt like the, the midfield was going missing. It was Freeman one week, yeah, I think, yeah. someone else the other, I can't remember. But it just felt like, like the entire midfield was going missing. We didn't have that on, on Saturday. Yeah. And we probably would have realistically could have lost that game if it was a missing midfield because we needed it. We've been getting overloaded yeah, in there. Yeah. That's part of the problem. And 
we saw very early in this one that TVC pushed into with a three with uh, Louis Thompson and uh, Foster Kasky, and it was more of a back four than a back five for the majority of the game, even before they were down to ten. TVC TVC did a very good job of transitioning between placing himself between Pigeon Sweeney and then getting forward quickly to support the midfield when um when we had the ball and we were on the front foot. He did a he he did a blinding job of that. Um uh yeah and go going back to like JFC, um Evans mentions that what Harvey White's going through at the moment is kind of what JFC went through when he came from Charlton about the fact that he hadn't played a ton of like you know, senior competitive football for a while, and it's just taking time to get get your feet going, but also adapt to the style of football that we play. You know, going and playing for Tottenham under twenty threes, um, which Harvey White has been used to, where he has half an hour on the ball every time he touches it. You don't get that in League yeah. One. You get absolutely shunted this more or less the second you get on the ball in this in this division you get pumped up in the so air if got, you're playing Wigan <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you absolutely do um let's have a look at uh Wickham um their last five uh win loss win loss win uh they beat uh Crystal Palace Academy in the shit shitty cup um, they lost to Charlton away. Uh, they beat Carlisle 2-0 at home. Uh, they lost to Portsmouth 2-1 away. And they uh, beat Fleetwood on Saturday 4-1. But, you know, most people are going to put a, give them a bit of a hiding, I, I think. Well, maybe not most maybe not most teams, but Fleetwood aren't very good. So uh, that can't be all that surprising. Um They've been they've been on a really good run of form as well. They're one of the form teams in the division, so um, you'd expect them to make quite a few changes, much like we're going to this coming weekend. Uh, sorry, this tomorrow. Fuck. <laughs> um, how do you see this one going, Pat? It's hard to say, isn't it? Because we've got a big enough squad to like make eight or nine changes now, which has not been the case in the past. So it'll be interesting to see how they line up. Um, but you're right, if we can do the same, you got a fancy of chances at home on Tuesday night in front of 68 or however many go. Um, have that really exciting pre-season friendly atmosphere where people clap politely and then upset Jay for clapping politely and then go home again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd be surprised if we see Pidge... He, he could do with the rest, seeing as every time he's on the pitch, he bleeds at the moment. Um, Steve said that uh, we should we should see Kane Smith back, so that was, that's good. We don't really have any other choice at left back than Butler, so I wouldn't be surprised if Butler plays. Do you, you don't think we get a um, Reese Hanam appearance? No. <laughs> is he injured? Well, that's the point, isn't it? We don't know. <laughs> yeah, we did think that. he might be injured. I think he's injured. I don't know. Um, you need those one liners like they put out in the NFL. Hannum out brackets embarrassed close brackets. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be enough, wouldn't it? To be fair. Um, and then uh, obviously we've got um, coming up on 
Saturday. Um, we're one of the teams, obviously, that does isn't affected by the uh, the international break. So we visit Blackpool. Um, they're currently sitting tenth uh, in the table. Tenth. Um, they're currently eighth in the form table. Um, so you're telling me we've got Josh McGuinness to thank for our um, Indian summer trip to the seaside, then? Yeah, pretty much. Excellent. Well, <laughs> thanks, Josh. Reedy, Reedy will be back. I mean, you'd assume it was a one-match ban because he picked up five cards. Um, I think we we missed him massively on Saturday. Yeah, I think, it, it I wasn't think as if Listen did anything whatsoever. to keep his place, was it? He wasn't terrible, but he wasn't like dominant as Reedy has been. No. I kind of don't even want to talk about it. I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> Going away to a team with a B in it that's uh, causing problems recently. What's wrong? What's yeah, wrong with but, it? But... What's wrong with it? Every, all the fans will be in pop world late afterwards. What's wrong with it? It'll be fine. I, I, it's one of those. It's one of those games that I think we'll, we could go. We could just go out there and we'll just do a job on them. I just think take take a cheeky cheeky one nil. It'll just be one of those one of those games where an Evan, Evans masterclass and like there's the. The Saturday took a lot of the pressure off. I think if we, I think I said to you pre-game, yeah. Nate, like when you lose back-to-back games, obviously one of them was 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 a bad loss, and the second one was was more unfortunate, I guess. But nevertheless, you lose back-to-back games, you kind of have to stem that flow, and I think we did that on Saturday. So there's not as much pressure going into into Saturday as there would have been if we'd lost against Wigan. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if, you, if you go into that thinking. If you lose, you're going to be four in a row. You're in big trouble. Yeah, we'd shipped six cheap goals and lost a game against Oxford, yeah. who were genuinely better and deserved it, and a game against Bolton, who, if we'd been decent at defending set pieces, we could have probably nicked a 2 0 2 1 win away from home and, you know, done an Evans job on them, as you just described. So the positives from this weekend were we got a clean sheet, however scrappy it was. And all right, we didn't make the most of our opportunities going forwards. But if you take that level of solidity into an away game at Blackpool and perform like you performed against Bolton with that defensive solidity on top, you've got to fancy your chances of getting something, even if it's not all three. Yeah, I mean, like you say, that Bolton game, you know, if you go and score two goals away from home, you, you're expecting to come back with at least a point, aren't you? So just, uh, yeah, just unfortunate that set pieces were our undoing so yeah I'm, I mean we have we obviously have no idea and hopefully we'll we'll see Reedy back and back on the score sheet I think going to four at the back on on Saturday did solidify us defensively a little bit more which sounds weird to say but I think if anything when we play with wing backs we always it always feels like there's an opportunity in the back post if you look at some of the goals that you see us concede from from crosses on coming from one side and going all the way through to the back post where then you have someone like butler for example who's then pushed two up far up the field or or lufa i feel like playing the four whilst it didn't give us as much going forward as you would kind of expect I think defensively it probably helped us a little bit just then you still had tvc there to kind of cover so, if anything, I'm I'm quietly confident going into this this Blackpool game. I don't think this is it's not going to be easy. 
I don't think going going there is was ever going to be. But it's the sort of game I can definitely see us going and, and nicking a result in. Uh, let's look at the League One table. Um, Which one? Tottenham. <laughs> the correct one, hopefully. Uh, Tottenham bottom, um, having finally, finally scored a goal. Uh, I haven't actually seen the goal yet. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing the celebrations. Though. I bet they were fucking incredible. I bet it was amazing being a part of that. The limbs would have been serious. Um, didn't win, of course. Still only got two points, but they drew one all with Derby. Um, Wigan, 20, 23rd, uh, with five points. Uh, obviously, they were deducted at eight, uh, eight points. Then you got Reading in six, uh, sorry, in 22nd with six. Uh, Fleetwood uh, with eight points in 21st. And you've got Carlisle, Shrewsbury, Burton, Northampton, Leighton Orient, and Cambridge up to 15th. Then you have Lincoln, Bristol, Charlton, Exeter, Blackpool, Port Vale, Derby, and then Wickham up to seventh. Um, and then in the playoff spots, you've got Bolton Wanderers, uh, Peterborough, Stevenage, Barnsley, and then uh, the top two automatics at the moment, uh, Oxford and Portsmouth, who are probably realistically going to run away with it this season. They, those two teams look to be far superior to the rest of the division. Yeah, there's a five-point gap between Barnsley and Oxford now, and Oxford have got a game in hand over them and Portsmouth, so yeah, there's a little gap at the top, more so than there is anywhere else down the table until you get to the deducted points mm-hmm. or absolute shambles teams down the bottom. <laughs> yes. Um, talking about absolute shambles, um, Burton are currently playing Cambridge, uh, currently 2 to up at half-time. Woo! Um, not that we care, really. We don't have to look that far down this season, do we? They're the bottom half. St- steady, steady, still early days. Touch, yeah. <laughs> not, not, not at the moment. It's only October. We've started pretty well before and only just survived. So, I think, I think it's one of those seasons this year that you know, you lose a few games, you could easily, easily fall down the table into into mid table obscurity. I don't think we'll be anything lower than that, realistically. Not, not unless we go through a ridiculous injury crisis and. Just start losing games for fun, but sort of like January, yeah, <laughs> January like, and February. <laughs> I, I think you just have to yeah, look. February at, was bleak, wasn't it? You kind of have to look at what, as things stand, the next few games are all, are all pretty tough games. Like they're, they're, they're against teams are all pretty much in the sort of top ten, um, and it's all, all difficult away games. So if you can get out of November with. You know, what we've got four or five games if you can get out of that with nine ten points I think I think we'd all be we'd all be pretty happy well we've got we've got Blackpool then Port Vale then Bristol Rovers Derby Wickham Lincoln those are our next sort of five six games um so there are some very good teams in that in that bunch um I know I feel pretty confident I feel pretty confident about it at the moment. Um, I know we lost to Bolton and Oxford, um, and shit, like Pat said earlier, shipped a silly amount of goals through our our sort of inability to defend, rather than the quality of the teams we were up against. Even though Oxford were comfortably better than us, um, I think you know, I think we we can feel hard done by to a point losing to Bolton. 
Um, I think we we were worth the three points against Wigan. Um, I'm fairly confident over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Here's the big. Here's the big. Here's the big question though. Who starts in goal on Saturday? Oh, coin flip, mate. Oh yeah. <laughs> Tay. That's who should. <laughs> I haven't seen anything from Hage. I haven't seen anything from Hagee that that to suggest that he has the ability to to replace Tay as our. I'm 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 100 on the fence of Tay. In that if you if you look at that and I'm not specifically talking about like the Bolton game, but certainly Saturday, that backline looks way more assured when yeah. when the ball comes comes through or or when you know when when they're under the cosh a little bit. It's one. It's it's him who the way they look assured. When you see Heggy, Heggy, it just looks like organised chaos sometimes. And especially, you know, he's not as comfortable coming off his line as Tay is. I don't think he's a bad shot stopper, but realistically, I just don't see if you're Evans why you're making any other decision than putting Tay in right now, apart from to piss off West Ham. Or to not piss off West Ham, is it? It's probably more accurately. Yeah, I think that I think that's the reason why we've seen him as much as we have. I mean, the, it has to be that the biggest problem Tay had was staying a little bit too deep and then hesitating coming out and leading to indecisions between him and particularly Nathan Thompson, which, which we saw led to chances yeah. and the odd goal or two. And it was clear from both the way Hedgie played when he came in and the way Tay played when he came back in that they both worked on that. And if anything, there was a little bit too far forward and a couple of scrappy headers where you could have just left it to the back line or let it come to you on the edge of your box. But I know they they saw an issue, they've tidied it up a little bit, and that's a, a positive. Whoever whoever keeps, but I think I'm with you in general. I'm more comfortable with Tay, maybe just because we've seen him for that few more games. But I think like handling of shots is more um, confident. And that's the most important thing. Yeah. Sounds like the end then, boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, good good, good summary of that. Um, I haven't got anything else to add to it. Uh, Tay's clearly the better keeper. I mean, I guess we should say, like, it's not a criticism of Hedgie so much that now we have two goalkeepers who are genuinely starting calibre level, whereas historically the backup has sometimes been the start has sometimes been like I I feel like that's unnecessary shade at Aaron Chapman. <laughs> no, you, is he playing no, now? you don't. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't. He was rubbish. <laughs> He, he couldn't even get in the Scumfort team when he did eventually leave, could he? I think uh, he started about six or seven games and then got dropped. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think the difference is where we are at the moment. Like, it as much as we can talk about it and we can guess at who's going to be in and talk about the differences between the two. Ultimately, we're not we're not bothered. Like both both of them, we know are competent enough to do. The job that we need them to do. Well, whilst there are, you know, pros and cons to both, I suppose. Like we can actually be fairly confident in in either, which is something we haven't had for, like we were saying, for a long time. Yeah, the the concern is the consistency of the back line 
and the consistency of communication and being able to predict what the other people in the back line are doing. And that's the thing that you like. If we keep changing goalkeepers every other game, you build that up less well. And we've seen that sort of issue coming up by yeah. us a little bit. So that's why I'd be more comfortable having a starter and a backup who maybe comes in and plays the cup games we don't care about as much. But that's not how Steve's mm-hmm. going to do it. And, you know, he's the boss, right? Yeah, I'm not going to argue with him. <laughs> I, will, I will if he keeps playing Hedgy. <laughs> <laughs> but only from a bike like 10 yards away and then you can escape. Just on just on Twitter, you can read it. <laughs> to be fair, I don't think he's going to outrun any of us. I don't know. I'm not as fit as I used to be, Nate. <clears throat> Yeah, all right. Um, Did you see him run down the touchline for Rotherham? I mean, that's that's some speed on that. It was also like a decade ago, wasn't it? Yeah, true. But he's, he's got dogs, he goes for walks. <laughs> he's, he's got a thyroid problem, I'm sure. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> that'll, that'll, be, that'll be it for us, I think. <laughs> that's enough. Um, thanks for joining me today, boys. It's been fun as ever. Thanks for thanks rearranging fun. it so I could go to Tottenham. <laughs> yeah, cheers, boys. Uh, up the borough. Woo! There goes the final whistle, and Steve Richard sealed promotion. And in style here at the Lamex Stadium, an on-run. What do you reckon the player's favourite McDonald's is? Sweeney screams fillet of fish to me. I can see that. I reckon TVC loves a McFlurry because they're smooth as silk like his first touch. Do you reckon Macca loves a Macca's? I mean, obviously. Just look at his cheeky face. And Revs definitely takes down a McNugget's share box on his bill. You want to watch what you say about our team's nutritionist? Order McDelivery now from the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.